Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy Podcast by a Scooby and a Newbie. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. We have made it, I'm gonna say, halfway through season two. It's not strictly true, but this is What's My Line Part 1. Original air date, November 17th, 1997. They're just gonna check. You know that nine is actually less than 12, right? But in my mind, there are like two halves to this. Oh, I see. Like, we've made it spiritually. Maybe. Like, so at the end of this, it really feels like we've made it halfway through the story. Okay. Because then the next two episodes after these two episodes are pieces of shit that are useless. <laughs> so, like, if you take those out, that's kind of half, right? Good to know. <laughs> so, yeah, two-parter episode. We haven't seen one of these since the starting two episodes. That's very true. Annoyingly enough, these two have the same name, where the first two have different names. But whatever. Yeah, at least this way, you know what you're getting yourself into right from mm. the bat. It's career day. It's the career fair. It's Sunnydale High. It's what, Michaela? Did you just say the name of our first segment? <gasps> I hope so. Contrived school event? Dean-ow! It's Feline AIDS Awareness Day, folks, so let's whip it in the keister. Guys, Greendale's music department is flat. Baroque. <laughs> so we are having a fundraiser. I came, I saw, I conquered the idea of a free Caesar salad bar in the cafeteria. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a dean. <laughs> That's right. Greendale presents Gone with the Windows, where we'll celebrate our new energy conscious windows with a cotillion. <laughs> So career day is fine. Like, right, career fairs happen, I'm sure. Not to I'm me. I'm not sure I had one. Yeah. Well, we had that stupid class we had to take. Yeah, we had careers. Careers, yeah. Sure. So I'm sure career days happen to people, but the specifics of this one tell me that the writer had never gone to school. <laughs> like, just for any subject. Never. Because nothing in this makes any sense. They're, like, <laughs> filling out tests for their careers, which may be sort of thing. But then the test results are posted publicly mm. for no reason. And just everyone in their grade is doing it, I guess. Except isn't Oz older? It's just everyone in the school doing it all at once. But then that's confusing because would that imply that they all do it every year? Hmm. I, it's so, so weird. Like, none of this is actually career day stuff. <laughs> They just needed the framing device for the episodes. So I think you're doing that thing where you're thinking too much about the specifics of things, which is a trap we often fall into. We've seen some similar things like parent-teacher night. Right. Parent-teacher night is not like that, even without the vampires showing up. (laughs) I think that the filling out the career test is maybe a more American thing. Or it's a trope, because I've definitely seen Mm -hmm. it in other television shows about high school. But yeah, this whole thing is... Let's, I don't I don't even want to get into how it makes no sense at all, honestly. It's got a comfy little box, and that box is television shows about high school, and yeah. it's staying in that box. Yeah. Does think, not want to leave. I think that's a good that's a good place to leave it, to put it, mm-hmm. yeah. I need to say some things about fashion off the bat. Uh, I've got one. Ooh. Willow has a an orange and green sweater. And red pants. <laughs> I described it as daring. 
That's an excellent word. Did you notice that Buffy has a huge ring on again? No! It's so confusing, Dave. I'm, uh, I've never I been so confused. keep meaning to look for them because we haven't had them this season as far as we've noticed, it's, right? Well, okay, so compared to the ring size from the previous season... It's like larger than a normal ring, but probably... Oh, but it's not like the size no. of her fist. No, of exactly. Yeah. She's wearing a cardigan and only has the top button done up because <laughs> God forbid we ever do up... the top button? <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> and the cardigan like perfectly matches her eyeshadow. It's pretty great. Oh, oh that's not uh... good coordination. I am very team Xander in this episode. <laughs> Xander's the best. <laughs> He's, He's cracking it. wise constantly. Every line he says for like at least the first half of this episode is just him saying something like snappy and snarky. For both of these episodes, he <laughs> is on point and on it's amazing. point, yeah. So there is a new writer for this episode <laughs> or for these episodes. And I'm figuring like, oh... He found out what Xander's supposed to do. <laughs> In stark contrast to everyone else who's been like, he should probably be really into Buffy all of the time. Someone finally got Xander. Yeah, someone finally got Xander. I'm just, I'm like, this is the Xander I've been waiting for. It's such good Xander. It's such good Xander. Everyone around him is so tired of his shit when <laughs> things go wrong. Uh, yeah. But he never lets up. No. He's like full steam ahead. I'm. This is what I'm doing now. So yeah, career day's here. Buffy is sad that she won't get a normal life. And that's her sort of conflict for these couple episodes. And I know you don't like it when I'd like to bring up the fact that they keep shoving the same thing in our faces over and over. But I'm going to continue to do it. Oh, no. No, it's perfect. Because, because that's Dave, exactly what they do. Dave, she doesn't get to choose her career. Wait, she's, she's been chosen? She's the slayer. She wait. She's a slayer. It chose her. What if she just quits, Michaela? <laughs> she can't. She's well, been she chosen. She can't just There's quit because she's one, been chosen. Dave. There's only one. <laughs> <laughs> I really like these episodes, but yeah, yeah uh, things happen. I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying that she wouldn't be feeling that and be bringing it up a lot because that is a major conflict in her life. It just. It just does start to feel like it gets brought up. Bit of a broken record. Bit, bit too much. Um, and I really liked how they were all like, but why are you even doing this then? And she's like, oh, of course, Peace Nye is making me. <laughs> Peace Nye loves making people do does. things. In this in this episode, for some reason, I wrote Peace Nye in all caps and as one word. <laughs> so it sort of just looks like it says Snye with like a silent P. <laughs> like he's cool. snikic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So Spike has stolen this book in a couple episodes previous. Yeah, that book's really coming back. Fritz was. No, not Fritz. Ford. Yeah. Billy. That's what we called him. The book came back. And apparently it's full of cool things, but Spike is having difficulty translating it. He's working with this dweeb face vampire. <laughs> I mean, you know he's a dweeb face. He's got glasses on. He has glasses on. He's, he's glasses the worst. vampire. Yeah. He's reading out some, like, Latin, and Spike is looking it up in a dictionary. I didn't know there was a Latin word for canoe. <laughs> is that what he says? That's, That's the his... last word he says. Debase the beef canoe. That's insane. There's no way that there's a Latin <laughs> word for canoe. No. <laughs> He's getting gibberish out of this book. Yeah, this glasses vampire is certainly no Giles. No. No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> 
what what's he looking in the book for? Do we know at this point that they're looking for something to do with curing Drusilla? Yep, that's yep. exactly what we know. Okay, Spike is getting kind of stressed out because he's mm-hmm. very in- interested in curing Drusilla and he's frustrated. She's doing some sweet tarot card reading. <laughs> okay, so these tarot cards. <laughs> they, they, oh, wow. They're so good at reading the future. They're so specific, Dave. Yes, <laughs> because it's pictures of the things it's that so are specific. happening. <laughs> so apparently, I looked it up. The person who was making these props didn't know what tarot cards were oh. or the writer. So just like wrote in <laughs> very specific things to match the plot. Which is definitely not how tarot cards work. No, because she's like, oh, we need to go here. And <laughs> it's just a picture of the crypt. <laughs> yeah. And so at this point, I started to think, you know what? I bet you that Angel really did know what he was doing when he made a psychic person into a vampire. <laughs> like, it's a good call. Oh, yeah. She's so good at reading the future. Mm. So yeah, we've got Spike trying to cure Drew, this dweeb face who, not to harp on it too much, but they've got to be more choosy about turning people into vampires. Like, who picked this guy? Right? Who was like, oh, he'd be a good child of the night? No, he's... No. Like, he's basically Vampire Giles. But worse. But worse than being Giles. Because Vampire Giles could, would actually be really scary. Finally, we've got our cold open done. Yeah, because they find out that there's a key they need to read the book. It's in this crypt that's on this mm-hmm. card. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which the picture of it is on the card. Yep. Very specific. So that's our cold open done. And as we get out of the cold open, Buffy is on patrol in a graveyard, but I see Seth Green's name and I'm like, yes. <laughs> I knew you were going to be very excited about this episode. So pumped. So, so pumped. pumped. But yeah, she's patrolling and she finds... Vampire Giles. I don't know if I want to call him that. I'll call him, I'll call him Glasses McVampire because that's what I wrote in my notes. <laughs> so he's robbing a crypt, but she gets mm-hmm. distracted by a second vampire and he gets away. Right, yeah. So she kills the guard vampire and right. Glasses McVampire. <laughs> he gets so away. Good. Yeah. She goes back home disappointed. <laughs> and I, I can't. Like, who's, who's in her room, Dave? Who's just creeping around in her room? How long has he been there? I t- Oh, no. I was just listening to episode 13, the first episode of season two, and this exact thing happened. <laughs> Angel's just <laughs> waiting in Buffy's room for God knows how long to deliver her not very much information other than I have a bad feeling. That's all he says. It's so vague. It's like the worst fake reason for being there I've ever heard. It's terrible. And that's all of the information. <laughs> Like, literally, he has nothing else to say. He gets kind of upset after she Batmans him. Because apparently, turnabout is not fair play. Oh, we learn why Buffy doesn't get a lock for her window. (laughs) Because apparently that's how she gets into the house. Well, yeah. Even when her mom's away. So thank God we don't have another, like, (laughs) oh, hopefully Joyce doesn't overhear. Because her mom's away in LA for a little bit. Right. He knows about her career day because he lurks. We're having this thing at school. Career week. How did you know? I lurk. But he's not doing it during the day. I feel like he's subscribed to the high school newsletter. (laughs) And that's where he's getting his information. This episode is just trying to drive it home about how creepy 
this relationship is. They laugh about him being a cradle robber, Dave. Yeah, they do. And it's not good, guys. (laughs) You can't keep bringing it up. This age disparity thing is bad. I have written down in all caps, it's not funny, guys. It's fucking true. Yeah. Because it's not funny. He's really old. Yes. So yeah, he knows it's career day and he's like, oh, I'll take you on a skating date tomorrow. Yeah, somehow we get from careers to skating. <laughs> she misses being normal and he's like, blah, oh, let's blah, go blah. on a date. It's closed Tuesdays. Oh, tomorrow's Tuesday. they'll break in. Great. Yeah. Just great. Cool. Great. The career results come back at the school. And this is, yeah, posted publicly on some board. For some reason, that bothered me less than the fact that they were all assigned, like, one specific career. Yep, they got assigned careers. And again, one of the specific details that I'm like, have you ever been (laughs) to a school? (laughs) And wasn't Cordelia assigned personal shopper? Or motivational speaker. Oh, I guess she did get two. She did Mm -hmm. get two. I really don't think a school would assign personal shopper as an option. Uh, no. Because that's not really something for a student to aspire to. No. Anyway, Xander got prison guard, apparently, which he is. He's pissed. (laughs) Yeah, he's not happy about it. Like, what were they trying to say with that? Do they just think it'd be funny? Yeah. I, it wasn't, though. It was confusing. There's a crack about that's the right side of the bars. Mm -hmm. It is kind of confusing. Do you have any comments on what Buffy's wearing in this scene? I love it so much. (laughs) I just can't, I can't even begin to talk about it. So she's got a choker on. Oh, it matches, Dave. It all just matches. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening other than the choker? Because the choker was most of what I noticed. So it's like, the choker is actually like a very thin scarf that she has tied around her neck. <laughs> it's it's dark. I think it might be dark brown. And then she's got a brown sweater with either dark brown or, or black sort of stripes that then it fades into. And then a dark skirt and dark boots. Mm-hmm. And it just matches so well. <laughs> Buffy has been assigned the future career of law enforcement, I think. Mm-hmm. Police. Yes, police. And Willow's name is mysteriously <gasps> missing. Oh my. <sighs> and Willow is very put off by this. She's like, did I flunk? Yeah, she's she's like, no, I, I submitted the test. I did it. I Where are my results? It's very good. Yeah. Very Willow. Buffy goes to the library to complain to Giles, I guess. Like, what's yeah. she doing there? Oh, she, she's reporting. There's some weird framing happening in this shot where, like, there's piles of books yep. that Giles is walking between. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Well, he's doing a lot of research. He's looking at the old, vamp- or, <laughs> the old vampire diaries. He's looking at the old uh, watch <laughs> diaries mm-hmm. um, and going through them for unspecified reasons. Yeah, I guess there'd be a lot of them. There's just stacks of books everywhere. Giles must be in heaven. He does love books. He's disappointed that Buffy did not kill both vamps. Yeah, because she tells him that the vampire got away with something, but she has literally no information apart from that. And he he's not really... He's like, yo, you gotta, you gotta try a little harder there, buffs. She's very uninterested as well. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't really seem to care at all. This no. is very strange vampire behavior. And yeah, she's just like, whatever, it'll be fine. Yeah, so Buffy's super moody throughout these couple episodes because she's not a normal girl. Hey, Michaela, did you know that she's the chosen one and that she did not choose this life? It was chosen for her? Oh my god. She thinks that she's (gasps) doing a pretty good job for someone who is being coerced into their job. I think is sort of her attitude. Right. We get back to Spike and he's always fun. 
Oh, always. What's he planning to do? They have a pretty gold cross that is apparently the key to mm-hmm. decipher the book. So they're all hyped about this. But as usual, Buffy almost got in the way, which they're less hyped about. So they're going to assassinate her, Dave. <laughs> How many people are they sending after her? Well, they're sending an entire order. Right. They're starting off with three people. The order of Taraka, was that? Taraka, yes. Taraka, I think that's the word. I called them Tarakians mostly. Oh, good. I like it. This takes us into our second segment, though. Mm. Did you guys even watch the show? Sure, I cute now. In a second, they're going to get mean. And they're going to get ugly somehow. And there's going to be a million more of them. Look. There's a little hurt one. Did you guys ever watch the show? (laughs) So, Michaela, let me set this up for you. Mm. We have Buffy being a thorn in the side of a local vampire lord. (laughs) Yep. Who decides that she has become too troublesome and he will send three figures, much revered, to take care of her once and for all. Right, right. Does this sound familiar? I don't know that it does. And I think when you tell me what it sounds like, I'm going to feel foolish. But please continue. The three? It's the three, again, from episode five of season one. It is basically the same thing. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. I mean, this is a whole order of assassins. Those guys were like specifically three. Yeah, unlike the Order of Aurelius, which we have not seen before, right? Oh, thank God we've got another order to deal with. So many orders. I was missing the orders. Like, this is all sexy talk, right? Mm, yeah, I forgot about that. I would roll all of these guys in. Yeah, yeah. They, they all go in, definitely. So this isn't an order of vampires, apparently, but seriously, like this is the 3-2 electric boogaloo. <laughs> Just get some fucking originality. Yeah. I think they, they're just assuming that no one watched the first season, which is kind of valid. It is. And as we will learn later, apparently when you hire this order, they just keep coming till the job's done. That never happens. Mm-hmm. But no. theoretically, there would be more than three of them if that were actually the case. But yeah, you're right. That's yeah. It's lazy. It, it's just something we've seen before. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically the same. I don't know how to feel about this. Whatever. The Order of Taraka. There are going to be some big, scary people who are going to definitely kill Buffy. And Glasses of McVampire face is like, are you sure? Isn't that overkill? It's like, no, she's the Slayer. What the the fuck are you talking about? How could it be overkill? You want her dead. Yeah, I don't understand why they haven't just hired all the assassins. Although, again, once you kill her... There's just another one. So they have right. a finite amount of vampire money. Because these assassins sound expensive. They just need to invest well. <laughs> we go back to the school. Xander is going on and on about how tiny of a person Principal Snyder is. <laughs> which is just He has such a good scene great. with Peace Knight. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, he does call him a tiny man. <laughs> to his <laughs> face. To his face. <laughs> He's the best character in these episodes. Yeah. And so then we find out what happened, why Willow's test results weren't posted when some dudes in a suit come and talk to her. Some dudes in two suits. Right. They have a suit each. They're not (laughs) not... just like crammed in there sharing one suit. (laughs) I feel like that's important. Well, it would be better, but also (laughs) probably take away from their seriousness. Yeah. So she's been selected for something fancy. 
Something about software. Who cares? <laughs> That's the most I got out of it, too. Because you know what? That is not the point of this scene at all, Dave. God, no. The point of this scene is that the camera shows a shot of Willow, who then steps away, revealing <laughs> Seth Green was hidden behind her again. <laughs> again? <laughs> uh... He's so small. <laughs> anyway, I'm hype as shit. Oz and Willow are together at last. I was like, Dave must be losing his mind. Oh my god, you have no idea. And just like that little look he gives her when he realizes who it is. Oh yeah. He's so excited. Oh, so cute. He's got like his plate of food. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, he is very excited as he should be. As he should be. I just love how often they hide him behind people. The fact that it's happened more than once (laughs) is pretty funny. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Yeah, so that's where the scene ends. So. Yeah, Buffy is on a passive-aggressive field trip with Ripples. <laughs> Ripples? I forgot about Ripples. <laughs> She's back in her uh, her tall boots short skirt getup. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's sort of like 70s and 90s. I don't even know anymore. Mm-hmm. All fashion is always. <laughs> Giles is wearing, like, a really spotty tie. Like, it's very polka dotty. <laughs> Oh, nice. She's all pissed because he said she was bad at her job. So she's like, fine, we'll go look at the crypt together right now. (laughs) Yep. Mature response there, Buffy. Yep. And she's like, I'm not supposed to be mature. I'm a teenager. I'm maturing. You're like, oh, God, just stop it. And that's fine if she wants to feel that way. But maybe she shouldn't be trying to date someone who's hundreds (laughs) of years old if that's how she feels. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) Anyway, they find that the tomb that was robbed was some guy named Delac, which means of the lake. Ooh, look at you using your sweet French knowledge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in some sort of bad sect. Mm-hmm. I know how Sects. you love sects. Yeah, yep. I do love them. <laughs> he had some, some bad rituals. I don't know if he was like a specifically vampire guy, just a lot of like evil rituals in his book. Right. Yeah, he got excommunicated. He was satanic in some manner. Basically, the book and the stolen item are both linked to this guy. So they're like, oh, there's probably something in there that is important. And they figure probably something to do with vampires because vampires stole it. Mm -hmm. And now we get to set up our three bad guys. Definitely all of them bad. (laughs) That's definitely what they were making you think. Oh, it worked for me. They give you no reason to think otherwise. Nope. Scary one-eye guy gets off a bus, steps into full daylight, so you're like, oh, he's not a vampire. That's cool. Yep. Creepy dude walks past the Summer's house. He's looking real creepy. Goes up to the neighbor. He's got real creepy face. And, like, kills the neighbor pretty quickly. It turns out when you try to offer women free makeup samples, they let you in their house. Yeah, that's that's something that's true of all women, I'm sure. That's what I learned from this episode, yeah. It's foolproof. Women just can't resist it. There's a cargo hold of a plane and some guy goes back there and he's like, wait, is someone back here? You're not supposed to be in here. And then gets the crap beat out of him by, I think I called her midriff lady. (laughs) So we've got one eye guy, creepy guy and midriff lady. I don't know that I want to talk about her outfit now. I'm going to talk about it at some point. She's only got the one outfit. Yeah, no, it's like it's she's going to wear it the rest of the time. Because yeah. she, why did, why would she have other clothes, right? Right. Do we know where the plane came from? 
we have no idea where she came from, Dave. <laughs> I think we need to make that very clear right now. We will get to that. Oh, and come damn back it. To I was going to practice my accent. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think doing it is a good idea. <laughs> this is all foreshadowing for next episode, listeners. Yep, Because that's sure basically is. when we'll get to it. Well, so for now, she's essentially wearing what sort of look like red pajama pants. Yeah, they're really silky and light. And yeah, like a, a crop top that has long sleeves. Mm-hmm. And like some very large jewelry. Yeah. Like she got big hoop earrings. I don't know. Nothing about her seems very inconspicuous. No, not inconspicuous, but she does look dangerous as hell. Yeah. And she just beat up a dude for basically no reason. Yes, at this time, it is perfectly reasonable to assume that she is the third assassin. Mm-hmm. So we've got Xander being a great character. Yep. He is cracking all of the lies throughout oh. all of these episodes. I think this might be when Giles is like, Xander, now is not the time. And I'm like, <laughs> you shut your mouth, G-man. Now is always the time. Because, yeah, he's he's fed up with Xander's shit. But he's wrong. I'm sorry. He's so wrong. He's so wrong. <laughs> oh, this is... Yeah, and so they have a lot of very important research to do because of this Duloc guy. Mm-hmm. And Buffy's like, oh, I do, I do think it's important, <laughs> but I also have this date I need to go on. So you guys mm. don't need help, right? <laughs> Apparently she is useless at research. Like, even Xander thinks she's bad at research. I could see her getting really bored of it really quickly, Mm -hmm. I guess. And especially the mood that she's in right now. I don't think she's going to be very good at contributing to the research. And yeah, I mean, it it just works, basically. She's like, hey, I got a bail. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Uh, Bye. I mean, how are they going to stop her? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They can't do shit. Right. And so then we have a scene that I'm I'm pretty sure that this scene exists because Sarah Michelle Gellar already had some skating experience. Yes, that's the only reason it exists. They were like, oh, here, we'll give you a scene where you skate. Personally, I would much rather watch David Boreanaz skate. He can skate? No, I suspect that he can't. Oh, that'd be great. So I wish they had made him try. (laughs) Yeah, so I've got Buffy skates by herself forever. (laughs) It is a long time. (laughs) I'm sure it's not five minutes, but it feels like longer than that. So I just wrote, end of episode. (laughs) Like, uh, she's just skating for the rest of time. She's perfectly good at skating, you know? That's fine. She is. So inexplicably, I don't know, she tries to do like a fancy move and then falls down and is ends up against the boards, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which was confusing, but this is the perfect opportunity for Cyclops Man to try to strangle her. Yeah, so <laughs> her falling down is so much less confusing than One-Eye Guy being right behind those boards without her having seen him and being in position <laughs> to strangle her. He's speedy. I. That's a good point. I got nothing. So yeah, she starts struggling with him, and I'm like, oh no, if only she had blades strapped to her feet. <laughs> and you know what, Dave? It turned up. <laughs> it, yeah. So uh, Angie shows up, and he's all vamp-facey, because he's, mm-hmm. she, you know, he's got to save Buffy from the Cyclops man. Yeah, gotta take care of business. They fight a bunch, and then yeah, Buffy does exactly <laughs> what you wanted her to yeah. do. She slices his <laughs> neck open with her skate, and I was like, holy shit, what? <laughs> okay, so like, this this show isn't very bloody, 
I mean, a lot of... There's no blood. A lot of the violence is very, like, vampires getting dusted, which I understand wouldn't be bloody. But, like, she slices his neck open. There's no blood. He falls face down on the ice. Still no blood. There's still no blood. And, like, there's going to be a blood pool that's going to stain the shit out of that ice. Like, how is... I was like, okay, is he not human then? But I think he's human. He seems pretty human, but I don't know. Like, I was like, oh, he's going to get back up because he's not human, because he's not bleeding, but no. That's one of the things that I like to think about. I'm sure you've never watched any True Blood, and I'm not (laughs) recommending it, but when you kill a vampire in the True Blood world, it's Mm -hmm. literally like you punctured a bag of blood that just, like, (laughs) explodes and gets all over everyone. (laughs) And it's just so opposite to this. (laughs) Oh, wow. That sounds great. Well, because, I mean, vampires would, they drink blood, so they're probably mostly blood, right? It makes (laughs) some sense. I don't know. Replaced by blood? We're 70% water, Dave. Maybe they're 70% blood. Yeah, but blood's mostly water. That's where that statistic comes from. Yeah. Like, we're mostly blood. Sure, sure. But there's just just more blood than us. It's mostly water. It's like extra blood. Yeah. Like super blood. Super blood. Okay. Anyway, yeah, there's no blood for this kill. Nope. But it is a kill. Yeah. Actually, if this is a man, that has some some other interesting implications too, because Buffy doesn't kill people generally. Yeah. But it's pretty unclear whether or not he's a man or some sort of supernatural. We're about to get there. Okay. Just before we do, there's more fucking cult rings. (laughs) And I think this was the Order of Aurelius. (laughs) I think they also like, had rings, yeah. All the orders just have rings. Well, how and else are you going to know which order somebody belongs to, Dave? God, Angel picks it up and he's like, oh, the order of Taraka. The Tarakians are after you. This is bad. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, just like when the order of Aurelius was after her. And that was bad. I don't know. I watched the first season. Have you guys? <laughs> no, the answer is no. No one did. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Angel's just like, oh, I don't want you to see me in my vampire face. I'm hideous. And when she tells him that she didn't even notice, isn't that more insulting than anything? (laughs) (laughs) Like saying, oh, I couldn't tell the difference between this and your normal face. Yeah. It's so different. Yes. But she's like, oh, I didn't even notice. In fact, let's kiss right now. Taking us into our next segment. (laughs) Par for the corpse. Murder, murder, murder. Change the fucking record. Come on, Sergeant. You gotta accept it was just another nasty accident. What are you suggesting? That Leslie Tiller tripped and fell on her own shears? Ben Fletcher fell on his pitchfork the other week. Yeah, accidents happen all the time. What makes you think it was murder? I think you'll have some difficulty with this one. Uh, honestly, I think you've stopped making me guess. And a lot yeah. of the times I'm horrified that you're going to make me guess because <laughs> I have no clue. But I'm going to take a stab at it. Okay. Um, Is this something to do with them making out beside a man Buffy just killed? That's exactly it. You yes! got it 100%. Yeah! <laughs> because Buffy is so unfazed by dead bodies that she and Angie just start making out. And it cuts to a wide shot of them making out and the body right next to right. them. It is right there. <laughs> like, it's two like feet a, away. Yeah, it's like a foot away. <laughs> and you're like, how? But, 
Is that what gets you in the mood? <laughs> so all of this is a plot device, right? This whole yeah. him being in vamp face and them kissing and then Kendra seeing them. Right. Uh, yeah, you mean Midriff Lady. Right, right. Who stares on as her cohort was murdered yeah. and is unhappy about it. Well, yeah, it's it's unclear. <laughs> She's unhappy about something. She, Yeah, she doesn't seem happy and then runs away because who we assume to be her cohort has just been murdered by these two people. So she probably wants to pick a better moment, we assume. Right. And they're kissing. It would be rude to interrupt them. Right. I mean, they're busy, so she'll be able to sneak up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> So yeah, it's all a plot device, but Jesus, Buffy, how desensitized are you to this shit? Because you killed a human. Maybe? Are they just leaving that body at the skating rink to be found the next day? These are a lot of good questions. Like, I still just keep imagining the pool of blood that would be on the ice by now. Because we're like talking, like, she severed his jugular. All of the neck. So much blood. Yeah, tons. This should actually be a spurting wound. Like, you can't... How would you clean up that ice? You can't. (laughs) No, no. You throw that ice out. (laughs) You you need to make new ice. They get to get in that Zamboni. Yeah. And, like, (laughs) they're going to be there all night. Yeah. Anyways. That's just not a nice present for the skating rink operators, you know? Yeah. We go back to the nerds, and we find out that, yes, it is another order. It's the Order of Taraka. So... Angie was, like, super serious about this order, and now Giles Mm -hmm. is being super serious about it. Everyone's making a big deal about how scary these dudes are. Except for Buffy, who's like, whatever, man. I saw season one. (laughs) I know I can deal with some order. Oh, yeah. Are there three of them? Oh, no. What if they're wearing armor? I killed one already. It's fine. It's at this point that Angel says... They're going to just keep coming until they've fulfilled their contract. Right. Yeah, all three of them. But he makes it sound like there's like an infinite number of people in this order. Mm -hmm. And they're just going to keep coming. Like more than three. (laughs) No, I think it's just three. I know what he says and I know what it means. And I know that it doesn't mean that there's just three. But uh, there's just three. At this point, things start to get to Buffy. Yeah. After they yeah. both make this this huge kerfuffle about it, we find out a bit about Bugman. We don't find out any research about him yet. No, but there's, they cut to him in oh, the, yeah, the right. house next door and then show you him being assembled from his wormies. Yeah, so he's just a bunch of worms, this yeah. uh, creepy guy. Sort of like in a um, Oogie Boogie, is that? Yeah, yeah, Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. That's basically what he is. <laughs> That's what we should be calling him, anyways. <laughs> the Tarakians are apparently pretty scary. And this actually worked for me pretty well. They're like, could be anyone. You don't know them until they try to kill you. They are an order of assassins. Some yeah. of them are human, some of them aren't. They have unspecified powers. They might be absolutely anyone walking around. Which is pretty scary. And then Buffy starts to get really, really paranoid. Mm-hmm. And so she's at school. She's scared of anyone. There's a very sinister man with a comb. <laughs> so the comb makes a blade shake noise <laughs> as he combs his hair. He's so sinister looking, Dave. It was my favorite. He's amazing. Yeah, she's getting really freaked out as she's wandering through the hallways of the school. And the hallways are super crowded. <laughs> Who does she find? <laughs> Of everyone she could threaten, she threatens Oz. She grabs him by the neck, nearly kicks the crap out of him, tells him to try it. 
<laughs> and he is the most confused. He's he takes it pretty well because I mean Oz is a pretty chill kind of guy. Yeah, he doesn't let things get to him. No, and it's he's just he's being so cute even when he's being threatened, even with that questionable facial hair. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry, it doesn't last for long. Oh, I know. I was so happy. <laughs> yeah, Seth Green just kills this scene. He's, like, <sighs> he's so good. He's adorably confused. He's like, try what? I'm sorry. Still not clear what I'm supposed to try. <laughs> but he's kind of like confused, but not in a way where he's like, oh, look at that weird girl. No, he wants to help her. Yeah. No, it's really nice. Team Oz all the way every day. Mm. And so Buffy can't take it anymore. She absconds to pull an angel by sneaking into his house while he's not there. Well, sorry, breaking into his house while he's not there. Yeah. Now let's talk briefly about what Buffy is wearing now. Because she has changed. She has. As women are wont to do. They (laughs) are. (laughs) Women. (laughs) Is this her like, I don't know what to call this outfit. Moody teenager? Lazy teenager? I was thinking of it more as, like, she's too preoccupied to put effort into being fashionable outfit. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just sort of your basic, like, tank top cargo pants. You're missing the most important part of this outfit. Oh? She's wearing what is clearly a man's shirt that is, like, <laughs> five sizes too big for her. <laughs> and it's plaid, and I think it might be, like, flannel-type material. Mm. Right, right. Which I... begs the question: <laughs> Where'd she is get this it? Angels? Well, that doesn't make any sense. Angel wouldn't be caught dead wearing one no, of these. No, I think I assumed it must be angels, but that is no, that's crazy. Who's could it, couldn't it be? be? Angels? Did she just buy this? Because it's not like she has a dad at home who would be wearing no. that. It's not Giles. <laughs> oh God, that's so creepy. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm grossed out that I even... It's not Xander's. No, God, no. Like, if anything, maybe Oz would be wearing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Buffy's super good friends with the guy she just threatened to kill and is now wearing one of his shirts. Wow, where did she get it? That makes no sense at all. This wasn't, like, a fashion thing that I missed, right? Like, it wasn't fashionable to wear a five sizes too big shirt? Like, honestly, to me, it's very much just the... It's it's the showing up to class in in tra- in like sweatpants. Mm-hmm. It's I didn't want to put any effort into this. I'm preoccupied with something else. But where the fuck did you get it, Buffy? <laughs> she stole it. I've got nothing. So yeah, she's moping around Angel's house. He's not there. No, and so she just was like, whatever. I'll chill. He'll be here eventually. I'll go to bed. <laughs> whatever. Dave, Dave, is this the first time we've met Willie the Snitch? It is. <gasps> I was pretty sure it was, but I wasn't 100% sure, but I knew that you would know. (laughs) Yeah, I've never seen this guy before. Okay, cool. So his name's Willie, which makes a lot of the, like, phrasing around his name... mm, (laughs) Questionable? (laughs) Difficult. Angel's paying him a visit, so he's a bartender. At, like, a demon bar. (laughs) (laughs) No, really? Yeah, yeah, no, that's He's like a demon, yeah, it's like demon-friendly, vampire-friendly, he's got pig's blood, whatever. He serves vampires and he's like, he knows Angel. He knows everything. This is continuing the theme of good guys torturing people for information. Right. So I have a couple questions about Willie. Okay. Is this where Angel gets all of his leads? Uh, uh, you know how he always seems to know everything? He does always seem to know everything. <laughs> is this why? Angel doesn't know any other people. <laughs> Question two. Does okay. he normally pay Willie for this information? 
I'd assume so. He can't be always beating him up. No. Like, Willie's going to get sick of that eventually. <laughs> Although, he doesn't really seem to like Angel very much. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Why would he? Angel tortures him for information basically at the drop of a hat. Yep. But luckily for Willie... One of the Terrakians shows up. Yeah. Midriff lady. Yeah, and she's got it out for Angel. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I, I guess at this point we're assuming because she saw him with Buffy. And right. he was protecting Buffy. So if she gets rid of him, Buffy's an easier target. And then she traps him in the closet. And he's trapped in the closet. Like R. Kelly. And now I'm in this darkest closet trying to figure out just how I'm going to get my crazy ass about this house. Yep. <laughs> He doesn't want to be in that closet. No. Why doesn't he want to be in that closet? Well, there are some windows that uh-huh. apparently have Eastern exposure. Oh, wow. And he's in, I mean, it's not a closet. It's more of a cage mm-hmm. that the sun is going to penetrate right. in a few hours. And he's and it's metal bars. Yeah. yeah. So it's, all, right. it's a very bad situation for him to be in. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of questions about it. I think I'm going to save them for later. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's fine. Yeah, so he's in dire peril. Yeah, and so she's like, haha, sucka, and runs away. That's pretty much with an interesting accent that we'll get to a bit later. <laughs> are we are we saving that for later too? Great. Yeah, we're saving that for the second cool. episode. So this this I think was one of my like my favorite things. When Xander needs to go check on Buffy because nobody's heard from her in a long time, and Jaws is like, go to her house and see if she's there. And <gasps> Apparently there's no public transit system in Sunnydale. So he's like, oh, how am I supposed to get there? And Giles is like, make Cordelia drive you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm guessing you think it's contrived? So, a little bit. So in my mind, Cordelia must want to be part of the Scooby gang so desperately that even Giles knows that she'll just do whatever to help them so that she can get into the group. He's seen her hanging around a lot, yeah. And, yeah, and he knows that she has a car, so he's Mm -hmm. like, whatever. She doesn't have anything better to do. She'll drive you. I really like one of Xander's lines here when asked about, like, oh, we couldn't reach Buffy. Maybe her phone's unplugged, says Giles. And Xander's like... (laughs) No, it's a statistical impossibility for a 16-year-old girl to unplug her phone. (laughs) Xander has to go to Cordy for a ride, which I'm all on board with. So good. God, I love whatever they have going on and how it's, like, been slowly built up and they just hate each other. And I think they did do a good job of building it up slowly enough. Oh, I really like it. Yeah. And so, like, when, again, next episode, things happen. Uh Uh-huh. So hype. You're not surprised by it, but you're also Mm -hmm. like, oh, I didn't didn't necessarily, like, expect this now. Right. But, yeah, they're they're sniping at each other just constantly, and it's real great. He even pokes fun at her for wanting to be part of the gang. Like, (laughs) everyone knows. So Xander says Scooby Gang. Yeah. We see a quick scene of, yeah, Xander and Cordy showing up at Buffy's house. <laughs> Cordy says, what am I, mass transportation? And Xander, <laughs> like, shots fired. That's what all the guys say? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's, it's, uh... it's so rude, but I, like, I'm on board for it. I don't know. It's great. It, it was. It was good. Because we shit on Xander a lot for, you know saying being gross being gross but this is very much just like he saw an opening for a joke oh yeah he doesn't mean it maliciously it's it's just just straight up funny 
<laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's so good. And yeah, he's like, you want to be part of the Scooby gang? Gotta take part. And at this point, I was like, oh, this is why Joyce was out of the house for the weekend. So that we didn't <laughs> right. have to worry about her being murdered by Bugman. Yeah. Xander goes upstairs to see if Buffy's home, leaving Cordelia downstairs. And what should happen? But there's a knock on the door. It's a very trustworthy man <laughs> named Fister. So trustworthy. Never trust a man named Fister. <laughs> what a terrible name. That's advice name. for life. <laughs> it's such a bad name. It's terrible. Anyway, it's a creepy cosmetic worm dude. And he's like, ah, I have free cosmetic samples. And it's exactly the same thing that happened with the neighbor. Cordelia's like, free? Okay, so Cordelia is rich. Mm-hmm. There, in my mind, is no way that she would put this brand of cosmetics that she's presumably never heard of on her face. No, no, no There's way. There's just no way. Like, free or not, what does she give a shit about free? Yeah, she's got a car. <laughs> like, she has a lot of money. It's also not her house, which seems weird to me. She's like, oh yeah, come into this other person's house. For some reason, that aspect of it doesn't bother me at all. That oh. really feels like something Cordelia would do. Oh, yeah. All of, well, all space is Cordelia's space, well, right? Well, exactly. Like, I don't, yeah. the fact that it's not her house, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think mm -hmm. that she would be too hung up on that. Yeah, so he comes into the house. And so at this point, we're sort of setting up a bunch of mini cliffhanger type things. Yep. To, to end off the episode on. So Cordelia lets this guy in the house. Angel's still stuck in his sun cage. And Midriff lady mm -hmm. seems to have inexplicably found Angel's house. Right. We open with a shot of her, what, swinging an axe down <laughs> yeah. into the pillow next to Buffy's head. Or like yep. Buffy dodges out of the way so it doesn't hit her. Sure. Like... <laughs> I, I really was I was bothered by the fact that she found where Angel lives and that Buffy was there because mm -hmm. like Buffy's literally convenient. never been there before. <laughs> yeah. And I guess maybe she went to Buffy's house first. Maybe yeah. Willie told her where Angel lives. Because as we've seen, right. Willie's <laughs> pretty good at giving out information. He's not called Willie the Snitch for nothing. <laughs> I have learned that someone in this room is a squealer. We've narrowed it down to either Johnny Kitelips or Frankie the Squealer. Okay, it's me. I can't help it. I just like squealing. It makes me feel big. Uh, yeah, they have a fight. It seems like they are pretty evenly matched. Mm. Trading blows back and forth. Mm-hmm. And at some point, Buffy gets to asking this person who she is. Buffy's quipping through the entire thing, basically, which is fun. I like when Buffy quips through a life or death situation for herself. Yeah. When she's, like, quipping instead of going to rescue people, that's when it's bad. <laughs> the fighting and quipping will definitely become more of a thing mm -hmm. because it adds, I think it adds a little bit more excitement to the fights. Yeah, it makes the fights seem like there's sort yeah. of a, an arc to them. When she's saying snappy things throughout... And so mm -hmm. they definitely, like, will discover that or are beginning to discover that. And yeah, she's like, who the hell are you, midriff lady? I'm Kendra, the vampire slayer. <laughs> Boom! That was good, man. Drop the mic. That's where we're at. Mic Kendra, drop. the vampire slayer. <laughs> Episode ends. How shocked were you? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> she's a what? He's 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 a what? You what? He's a what? She's a what? He's a what? She's a what? He's a music man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
So I had questions. I was like, wait, Buffy died. So another Slayer would have been called. Why did they not address this? I remember Faith. Right. But I do not remember Kendra, which maybe doesn't say good things about her longevity. (laughs) Who's to say? Uh, (laughs) Who's to say? I definitely expected her to die next episode. (laughs) Like when she said, I'm Kendra the Vampire Slayer, I was like, oh, she dies next episode. Cool. You're like, that's not good for you. <laughs> no, no, that's really not. Buffy's the, the long-lived one here. So I knew you didn't remember this character no, at all. not at all. <laughs> because you had been asking me about uh-huh. this whole other Slayer thing. And you're yeah. like, but like, I don't think Fate's going to show up anytime soon. Yeah, you were, you were right about that. Instead, uh-huh, we get yeah. this. So Kendra is another vampire Slayer, it turns out. And uh, we're left for the episode. Michaela, yeah. did you like this episode? I I think I like the next episode more mm-hmm. because the next episode is basically just like pure stuff happening. That's what's so good about having a two-parter. You can have all of the setup and then knock everything down. And I, I mean, obviously we, we had our problems with this episode, mm-hmm. the, the premise of the career fair, but yeah. the whole assassin thing and like the misdirect with Kendra, you yeah. know, I, I like all of that. Oh, I really liked the misdirect. I think that worked really well. It's done so well. And that leaves you in a place where you're like, okay, wait, shit, Kendra's not the third one. Who is the third one? We don't know. It could be anyone. It could be anyone. It's so good. And then you're in that same place, that paranoid place that Buffy was. Because up to this point, you felt like you'd seen all the assassins. And so you aren't like worried for Buffy when she's walking through the school because you're like oh if I see one of the people I know is the assassin then I'll be like oh no Buffy but yeah so now you're you're like there's the stakes are a lot higher I guess yeah no this is very well done Michaela what was your top outfit for the episode oh it's the the choker matching (laughs) sweater skirt boots (laughs) uh yeah I'd agree with that yeah I don't I don't know what they were thinking dressing Kendra (laughs) like that uh it's so weird. I don't know what they thought they were doing with any of her character stuff, really. I, I don't we'll know. We'll examine if she's it more carefully to next episode. Be ambiguous? Oh, yeah, let's not get into it too much right now. I'm sure we'll have mm-hmm. much to say. Yeah, but I, I think that they do a very good job with two parters. Yeah. Because they, they know the right spot to cut it, so you still feel like, you know, you've you've gotten through the right amount of the arc but then you're at the point where you get to have the cliffhanger for everybody no i quite like it my only complaint i think is that i would would have wanted more spike and drew yeah there was somewhat little of them this episode always want more of them though when they're around totes so i guess i don't really need to ask you what's happening next episode because you've already seen it (laughs) yeah i've seen it b it's part two but i'm hype yeah No, me too. Everything that's come from here is good. Yeah, we're going to conclude it well. Well, if you'd like to get in contact with us about anything we've said over the course of the program, you can go to buffy.reddit.com where this episode will be posted, or you can email us. That's beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to contact us personally, you can reach out on Telegram, the (laughs) encrypted messaging service. But shh, don't tell anyone. I'm on there at... Encrypted Lindley. Michaela? I am at the secret Michaela. Very nice. And until next time, farewell farewell from from the the Hellmouth. Hellmouth.
Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hellmouth.